You should come live my life. It's pretty humorous. <laughs> I can tell you all kinds of stories. Super dirty. I like super it dirty. super dirty. Oh, yeah. You drank your own pee. I did. Why did you drink your own pee? Um, I will try just about anything. Yeah. Once. You would just be free-spiriting all over, living in a cardboard box on the street somewhere. I'm sitting here without any clothes on. Yeah, well, my hair looks awful. Okay. I was very spoiled, and I was very bratty. <laughs> I still am. Yep. Grab a drink and settle in, because this is Life Unscripted with Amy K. Clark. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Life Unscripted with Amy K. Clark. That's me. Um, and as I promised... I have someone different in the studio with me today. It's not Alex again. I promised I was going to have someone, and I'm following up with that. Um, so I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like put it out there, like who you are. Like I'm not gonna. Usually, I go through this big long story about how I know this person, and I, I really don't know you. Yeah. We're gonna get to know each other real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We're just we're just gonna we're just gonna jump in and we're gonna welcome Angelo Thomas to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. It's cool <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, okay, so you wrote a book mm-hmm. and you have a documentary. Yeah. And you are doing a trailer for the book. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's how I met you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Give us a little, a little, um, backstory. Like, how did this all happen before you mm-hmm. met me, obviously? Mm-hmm. But, like, how did, you know, give me, give me your story, first okay. of all, and yeah. then tell us about the book. Okay, yeah. I mean, this could go on for hours, but, you know, just jump on, jump right in. Okay, sure. Yeah, so, why are you here? <laughs> um, so it's, all goes, all ties into the eating disorder that I had, um, okay. for four years, um, through high school and then the beginning of college. Um, and then sophomore year of college, which was my last year, I'm a junior now, um, I decided to recover and seek treatment for that. Uh-huh. Um, so I did, and I went to a place in Columbus called the Center for Balanced Living, which okay. is really great. Um, and then at the end of that, at the end of my time there, I was, at the same time I was still in school, and I was taking a documentary class, and, um, like the final project was open, we could do whatever we wanted. And it just felt like perfect timing to yeah. make a documentary about my own experience. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and it was called To a Life Worth Living. Uh-huh. And it came out in May. And um, it like got a lot of press, which is cool, um, in Columbus. It was yeah. Kind of like the Dispatch and different magazines and stuff. And then um, like different eating disorder organizations reached out to me, and like it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so then over the summer, um, I kind of thought, like, what else can I do with this? Because um, I felt like... A lot of attention was on me now. Yeah. And people know this about me, and uh, they were, like, inspired by the documentary mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, what can I do? And I really love writing. Uh, I've loved that since I'm a film major in college, but um, writing is what I've always loved to do. Okay. So I was like, how can I do this? And I was going to do an autobiographical book, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to just tell my own story again, like I did in the documentary. Yeah. So I uh, had this idea um, to write about a pop star, and I was the, the idea was, like, what if somebody like Sean Mendez had mm-hmm. an eating disorder? Like, yeah. Like, and had to hide it from everyone. Yeah. What would that be like? Yeah. Um, so then I just went with it and I wrote it really quickly. I wrote it as a film first, so it was a screenplay. Okay. And then um, I was like, I really want to get the story out there. And so then I just wrote it into a book 
and that took like a week. It was really fast. Um, That's insane. I've been writing my book for like eight months now, and I have like four chapters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like it just it just came to me, and it's, yeah. a lot of it's based on my own experience. Yeah, I mean, so my book is fun. all about my life. You'd think I could yeah. write it faster, but no. Yeah, it's maybe one forever. day it'll just come to you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I just need time. Yeah, that could be the problem. So okay, so you wrote this book. You wrote the mm-hmm. so you wrote it this summer. Yes, but I'm I'm already holding a copy. Like yeah. it's, that happened really fast. It did. Yeah. How do you go about getting a book published as a twenty year old? kid yeah so I actually have like a lot of experience in like the self-publishing realm uh like some of the freelance work that I do is um just getting books ready for publication for independent authors because my brother is a children's book illustrator okay so I do like all the formatting and all like that side of the publishing side of okay so I'm really familiar with how that all works um so I knew I wanted to self-publish I submitted submitted it to some publishers and literary agencies but um there was some pushback from a couple on, like, the subject matter and stuff, mm-hmm. and especially because it's, you know, kind of based on real-life experience. Yeah. They were a little concerned about that, yeah. which is fine. Um, so I self-published, but then I knew that I also wanted it to be um, something that was approved by eating disorder organizations. So yeah. um, the National Anorexia Association, which I'm now an ambassador for. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I saw that in, like, the beginning of the book. There's, yeah. like, a whole, like, chap not chapter, but, like, a... A paragraph, like a yeah. an endorsement. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the Center for Balanced Living, where I went to, yeah. and I wrote one too, which was yeah. cool. So that's cool. So how did you, how did you just like send it to them? Like, yeah. you're like, hey, I wrote well, this. I've been talking to them for a while since the, making the documentary, okay. both of those organizations. And okay. uh, I was like, hey, like, I want to, you know, write this book, and I don't want to put it out there unless I have, unless there's like some credibility to it, yeah. that it is something positive and not yeah. just like exploiting mental illness oh yeah yeah i i like that i like that there was like credibility to it mm-hmm. like yeah. i mean i would have still read it either way because yeah. you gave it to me and I was, right. I was a part of part of this yeah we'll get to that yeah um so i still would have read it anyway but mm-hmm. as soon as i opened it, i was like oh like that's that's cool like mm-hmm. it's you know it it does give credibility to it um so the story is of a pop star. Right. Who obviously has been living this insane pop star life mm-hmm. over a very short time frame. Yeah. Like, very quickly rose to stardom and all mm-hmm. that. Um, and then ends up getting treatment for an eating disorder. Right. A little reluctantly. Mm-hmm. But then ends up being a good thing. Yeah. And... The, I'm not going to ruin all of it, but yeah. it ends up, it's, it's, it's good. It ends mm-hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, without ruining the book for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know when we talked earlier, you had said that it was like loosely based on your life. Right. And, and you've mentioned that here too. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're not a pop star. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think you are. Not, I mean, maybe, not currently. but <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe someday. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much of this was like legit from your life Mm -hmm. and how much of it was like made up for the book like are there specific things that you took that you're like this this Mm -hmm. legit happened Mm -hmm. um or just I just kind of went with how I thought it might be you know like Mm -hmm. how much is real I I don't know what's real (laughs) a lot of it is real I mean I think the biggest 
um, kind of parallel is the the time crunch. Mm-hmm. So when I was in treatment, I had initially three weeks um, because I would have to withdraw from school. Okay. So three weeks was as much as they were willing to give me. I ended up squeezing a fourth week out. But in the book, Jake is also there for three to four weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was really similar, and I thought that was important to like really motivate him. And I think that I think that shows in the book, and I experienced yeah. the same yeah. kind of thing. So that's probably the biggest parallel, but also, like, I mean, a lot of the characters are inspired by people that I met in, in treatment and stuff. Okay. Um, definitely, like, the therapist and the dietitian. They're pretty mm-hmm. pretty true to my own, and they and when they read it, they thought it was kind of kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and, like, the relationship with his parents is also... Okay. Um, it's, like, a really exaggerated version of my yeah. life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to exaggerate things. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a life, and who mm-hmm. wants to read about that? Exactly. Like, you got to make it a little bit more exciting, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so aside from the book, like, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you and your life. Mm-hmm. So you said this was through high school. Yeah. Um, do you know how it started? Like, do you know what caused, like, what caused you to go down that path mm-hmm. as opposed to... Becoming a drug addict or right. becoming an alcoholic, like mm-hmm. there become a like there are so many other ways that you can, so many other paths you can go mm-hmm. to deal with whatever's going on in your head or in your life. So, mm-hmm. do you know? Like, is there a moment that you can pinpoint it? You're like, yes, yeah, there, there, there <laughs> definitely is. Um, so I was really overweight um, to the point where my doctor used the terminology obese, uh-huh. which is not fun to hear when you're no. um, thirteen, yeah, fourteen. Um, and, you know, around that time, I'm also starting to, like, come to terms with the fact that I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, for gay people, there are very specific, um, like, body types for, like, what you imagine yeah. a gay person to yeah. be. Especially young, and, yeah. you know, when you're getting to, into dating and stuff about what's considered attractive. Yeah. And so uh, the very first time that I tried to get into that, and, like, I told one of my friends that mm-hmm. I liked him, and I knew that he was gay, too. Um, he, he told me something to the effect of that... He was not attracted to me because of my weight. Oh. And that was kind of... That and, hurts me. Yeah. Like, that, it's, it's like kind that of what started hurt. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. And so then I started losing weight just by not eating mm-hmm. a lot. Just by, you know, reducing what I eat and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, and first, everybody thought it was good, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I did need to lose weight. Yeah. But then it just kept going and going and mm-hmm. going. And I lost it. Well, I lost it very quickly. Like, it was sophomore year of high school, and by the beginning of junior year of high school like I was 95 pounds um yeah which was I was like 210 you know yeah less than a year before wow so it was a big difference yeah um, and then That's I kind of huge maintained that weight through the uh, rest of high school and then the first year and a half of college wow yeah so okay so you maintained that like 95 pounds for what three years yeah what was going on during that time frame like were you, did you feel better? Mm-hmm. Like, was that, I'm guessing you couldn't get much lower. Like, right. 95 is probably, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not short, so, yeah. um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I don't know that you could go any lower than that. Mm-hmm. But did you, did you feel like you had, like, conquered what you needed to do? Like, did you feel in control, finally? Um, I did for a while. Okay. Um, and then kind of, like, sophomore year of, college um it just felt like everything like internally just started like falling apart Mm -hmm. and I was just losing control of everything yeah I could feel physically that something was wrong like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty 
Um, I feel like I'm pretty resilient and I'm pretty good at like, um, you know, doing like the fake it till you make it kind of thing. So like people didn't really know what was going on with me, but I just started losing it sophomore Mm -hmm. year and I just could feel it. Um, and it wasn't, I never had like a moment where I like passed out or like was hospitalized or anything, but I could just feel that like, I need to stop this because it's getting too far. And it was becoming so consuming. Like I would have this app on my phone that tracks calories Mm -hmm. and then like I would be like instead of talking to you right now like I would be talking to you but also thinking about like about what you ate or what yeah yeah Yeah. and that was just it took over my whole personality Mm -hmm. which is really difficult did other people like did friends and family around you notice like did you have people who were like like in your in your book Mm -hmm. like Kat that's who I played in the trailer yeah uh your manager was like you need to get help. Like, she mm-hmm. was like, this is what's happening. Right. It's happening. You mm-hmm. can't keep doing this. Did you have people in your life that were like that? Or was this all your idea? Like, did you realize that you needed treatment? I had people who were like that uh, early on. Um, but because I maintained that weight for so long, it just became who I was. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because, like, if you, you then went to college, mm-hmm. people wouldn't have known you anywhere else. So right. they would just assume that you were just this. That's mm-hmm. just who you are. Yeah. Naturally, you're just this super skinny guy. Right. Like, that's... And I, I've always been, like, pretty high-functioning. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm, I work hard, I get good grades, I'm, like, probably one of the better in my major, I would say. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that anything was wrong, because I did a very good job at, like, seeming like I was okay all the time. Yeah. Um... And you can, like, you can always tell me to stop, and, like, if I say, ask something, and you're like, okay. uh, hi, we're done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so did you, did you ever have, or do you have, like, issues with, like, depression or anxiety? Like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of times that goes hand in hand. I'm asking a lot of these questions because I was anorexic in high mm-hmm. school in the beginning of college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know yeah. what, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. So I'm really just asking. Yeah. Like, Hey, were you like me? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, um, so I'm not asking out of like, just cause I am clueless. I'm really asking like, Hey, were you just like me? Mm -hmm. Did you go through these same things too? Um, so did you have like depression or anxiety or Mm -hmm. any of those things that went along with it? Or was it just about like control? Depression. Um, I think I was, I would say, uh, depression came along when I was probably 12, um, my mom got divorced from my stepdad, who mm-hmm. I was pretty close to, and um, just a lot. There were a lot of changes going on in, okay. in my life, so I I felt pretty out of control. So depression came first, and then the eating disorder kind of like grew from that too, and they kind of mm-hmm. like fed each other. So it got worse, like both kind of got worse as things went yeah. on. Um, and I'm still I still struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on you know I take medication and see yeah, a therapist the and club. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, depression was was a big problem. It was harder to solve, and it still is harder to solve mm-hmm. the eating disorder problem because there are two things to tackle: oh, yeah. depression and then anorexia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was your choice mm-hmm. to go into treatment. Like yeah. you just woke up one day and were like, "I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't what I need to do." Yeah. Um, and I know from watching the documentary that it seemed like it was kind of a rough road, even once you decided to get treatment, like, mm-hmm. finding a place yeah. that would take you or could take you or mm-hmm. whatever, um, which is really, really sad mm-hmm. and really scary that, yeah. like, even if you're willing to take that step and say, like, I need help, that you, you can't. Mm-hmm. So how did that how did that work for you? Like, what was that process like? Um, so I 
uh, ended up calling. So I, I kind of talked to my dad a lot about it because he's the one who's like in charge of like my health insurance yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and so like he, we were just researching <laughs> different places around the country that I could go to for mm-hmm. treatment. And uh, I like in between like classes and like whenever I had time, uh, I would call these places because they all like require some kind of phone screening. Of course. And uh, probably like three or four of them declined me. And uh, the place that I ended up going to declined me initially. And, oh, really? Yeah. And we had this, you know, the phone screening, like, asks your symptoms and mm-hmm. your behaviors and stuff. And then they saved the, like, the biggest question for last. And that's, like, what's your weight and height? Mm-hmm. And then I told them, and there was, like, I was, like, 5'8", you know, 95 pounds, whatever. And then there's, like, a 30-second pause on the on the other side of the phone. And then she's just, like... I'm sorry, we can't do anything for you. We don't feel comfortable um, bringing you in. Okay, that so that's uh, that's what I gathered from the documentary. Mm-hmm. Why why is that? Do you know? Like what? Yeah. Okay, explain to me because I feel like that's the person who's the sickest that needs mm-hmm. the help. So why is nobody helping? Yeah. So a lot of these places, like the one that I went to in Columbus. Um, they are not, like, hospital settings. Okay. Um, so they don't have, like, that 24-7 care. Like, the treatment program that I was in specifically was only six hours a day. Okay. Five days a week. So I still did school part-time and, like, still kept a normal life pretty much outside of okay. that. Okay. Um, and they don't offer, at this specific place, they didn't offer higher levels of care. Okay. So they would want me to go to, like, an inpatient, inpatient place, which there are some. There's one in Cleveland, I think, and then... Some on the West Coast that I was looking into going to. Yeah. Um, but I was able to bring my weight up um, pretty quickly in a couple of weeks just to kind of prove to them that, like, hey, like I can do this. And yeah. I'm motivated to do it. Yeah. And that's that's what got me in, ultimately. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how did you do that? Like, what was your first steps? Because you haven't had treatment yet. Yeah. So you haven't had someone to, like, mm-hmm. help you figure out why you went down this path. How mm-hmm. to, like get yourself out of here so Mm -hmm. but you managed to gain some weight on your own yeah without the treatment right in order to get into treatment Mm -hmm. so how did you do like did you just force yourself to eat something and like shut down those thoughts and throw the app away like what Uh, it was was really hard yeah um because I was still obsessing over counting calories yeah but now it was kind of on the other extreme so I was eating like way too much and it was probably not the best uh for like my metabolism and stuff yeah then I just started like eating just everything that I could because I'm like I need to get into this and I don't want to leave school and I don't want to move out of Columbus or anything um so yeah I I mean I just ate a lot of food and it was like it was difficult to deal with as someone who hadn't eaten for a long time like that so yeah because that's like I I know when like back I would eat, like, when I was in school, I would probably, in high school, I would have a Diet Coke mm-hmm. and, like, maybe, like, half of a Nutty Bar, mm-hmm. and that would be what I would eat all day, because that's yeah. what I would get at, at lunch, mm-hmm. in the lunchroom, um, and I'd probably throw half of it away, because mm-hmm. I would not be able to eat all of it, and then right. I would go to dance, and I would be dancing at practice mm-hmm. for, like, three to four hours. Mm-hmm. And then I would come home, and my mom would be like, have you eaten? And I'm like, yeah, I ate. Like, I, mm-hmm. even though I hadn't, right. I, I didn't. Um, or I would eat, like, some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like, I ate the most random things. Mm-hmm. Like, I would eat, like, mashed potatoes. Or I would get a veggie burger mm-hmm. at 
Burger King, but it was before they had veggie burgers, so mm-hmm. it was literally just buns with mayonnaise and lettuce and tomato. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what, it, like, there was nothing, mm-hmm. there was nothing healthy about that. Yeah. And it had a lot of calories that I didn't need, you right. know, like, it didn't make any just sense. Just go to Subway. But <laughs> I don't know that we really had Subway. Okay. I mean, I think we had Subway, but, like, not really. Yeah. Um, but the point was, like, I... I was still conscious every single day mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. of what I was eating. And, like, on days that I didn't have practice, then I wouldn't... I would try not to eat at all because I knew I wasn't, like, mm-hmm. working out for three hours straight. Right. Um, and I was... Like, I've always been tall. So mm-hmm. I was, like, 5'9 in my freshman year, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um and when I graduated high school, I wore a size 5. So wearing a size 5 is at 5'9", five, like, I was, like, 120 pounds, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super skinny. But mm-hmm. I I looked at all of my friends who were 5'2", mm-hmm. and they would wear, like, a zero. Yeah. And so to me, I was huge. Like, no matter what, I was this giant. Right. Because I wore such a bigger size than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it didn't... It didn't dawn on my, you know, 17-year-old brain that there's a difference in height and there's a difference in body structure. And, you know, I look back at pictures now and I'm like, oh, my God, I was so skinny. Mm -hmm. Like, how how did I do that? Yeah. Um, But the thought for me to think, like, back in that day to be like, okay, you're just going to start eating tomorrow Mm -hmm. and you're just going to eat because you have to. Mm -hmm. And you're going to eat all this and just, like, I can't even... I can't fathom that. Yeah. Like, that had to have been really, a really hard adjustment mm-hmm. without the help of, like, treatment, mm-hmm. and without people there to, like, help you yeah. <laughs> through it. Yeah. You just did it on your own. Yeah. Well, I posted about it on Facebook pretty early on, and that, maybe people think that's weird, but, like, it was just so I could be open with the people around me that, yeah. like, I'm going through something, I'm working through something, like... And I was really specific about what I was. You know, yeah. I was like, I've been struggling with this for years. You all probably knew. Um, and, like, that was helpful for me just to put it out there. Yeah. It, I mean, I'd known the whole time that it was anorexia. So, like, just to be able to be like, this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And I'm going to get better. So that's what I was just going to say. So you knew. Yeah. Like, you were well aware. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't just, like, you slowly over time stopped eating, like, ate less and ate less and worried about your weight. But mm-hmm. you you were well aware. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, the what was going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Like, I was not at all. Yeah. And it's like, looking back, I mm-hmm. can easily be like, yo, Amy, mm-hmm. yeah. you needed help. But right. that's just, I didn't think of it then. Mm-hmm. So that's, how did you know? I had a friend in high school who's also in the documentary. Yes. Um, named Madison, and she had an eating disorder. Okay. And uh, our friend, our friendship kind of dissolved because as she was getting better, I was getting worse. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I felt kind of, like, betrayed by her, I guess, because I thought we were in it together. Yeah. So that was... And I had another friend in high school that, like, the same thing happened, except it was never resolved. Um, but now I'm friends with her again, which is really cool, and we're both doing well. And, well, that's good. Yeah, it's really cool. Good. Um, but, yeah, I I knew exactly what was happening, because I'd seen it happen to her just mm-hmm. a few months before. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's... I, I feel like that's not normally the case. Yeah. I feel like it's normally more like, no, I'm fine. I'm mm-hmm. fine. You're overreacting. Like, yeah. that's like, what I would say. Like in the book. Yeah, that's what I would, <laughs> that's what I would say. Like, yeah. I never, 
you like said the word anorexia until mm-hmm. I was you know open about it, but like internally I knew the whole time that that's what it was. Interesting. You're very insightful into yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I definitely wasn't like that when I was mm. the same age yeah. and going through like similar mm. um, similar things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you wrote the book. Yeah. And then you decided you needed an amazing actress to, yes. <laughs> to play a character in the book. Mm-hmm. So... What what's happening with that? So that it's a trailer, right? Correct mm-hmm. for the book, like to promote the book. To, yeah. Well, what are you doing with it? Actually, it kind of has two purposes. Okay. So one is to promote the book because um, I think it's cool to have a couple of scenes from the book realized visually, and because mm-hmm. I wrote it as a film anyway, it's how I envision it. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to create that and put it out there and kind of help drive attention towards the book. But also, I'm still really interested in making it into a film, mm-hmm. and obviously, I'm. I'm 20, I'm in college, I don't have the resources to make that yeah. happen. But um, what this trailer also is, it's like a proof of concept for yeah. what a full film would be. So I'm like working with different like producers that I've known for a while, and they're taking it to AFM, which is mm-hmm. at the end of October in California, which is pretty cool. And so we're hoping to like eventually get to the point where there will be some interest in making it into a feature film. Because yeah. I don't think there's anything like it, and I think yeah. it's oh, yeah. an important story. So like... I'm really pushing to make that happen. Yeah. And so that hopefully people will see that and uh, it'll just make people more aware of the story. And then I'm hoping that we will get to a feature film at some point. Gotcha. So that's kind of like your end game. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. 20. Yeah. Like, we don't need the end game quite yet. But, yeah. Um, I think that's cool. Like, mm. I mean, I read it. I enjoyed it. I mm. read... Um, I, <laughs> I tend to read. It's really, it's really bizarre. I tend to read a lot of books about people going into, like, treatment centers of some sort. Okay. Like, either they go into a mental hospital or they mm. go into, like, a drug treatment center or they go... Mm. I don't know what it is about me. Mm-hmm. I quite often feel like I should probably go seek treatment <laughs> just for my, like, crazy life. But, yeah. like, I always read books like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. So... It was easy for me to read because mm-hmm. it was very similar to things that I read anyway. Mm-hmm. But I will say it's the same kind of thing like you said. Like, I don't know that there are many movies mm-hmm. that, you know, like, I can find lots of books yeah. that take place in some sort of treatment center. Mm-hmm. Um, but movies don't typically get made. And if they do, they're really out there yeah. to where it's like, that's not Yeah, it's really made into, real. like, a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that would be cool. Mm -hmm. I give you, I give you my blessing. Go for it. You make that happen. I mean, I can't do anything for you, but I can say, go make it happen. I'll make sure you get the role. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I I already got the role. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have to work very hard at it. I just had to show up and act for an hour or two. It was all good. It was fun. Um, so, so you're good now. Mm -hmm. Like you feel like you're good. Yeah. Consider yourself at recovering. Recovered? What do you... What is the term? Yeah, I would say recovering. Okay. I mean, I don't really struggle with eating anymore. Okay. Very rarely um, will there be, like, a moment where I kind of have a breakdown or something. Yeah. But what I what I deal with more now is kind of the aftermath of it. And that's... Um, like, I, I kind of make jokes sometimes that it's, like, being a pregnant woman and, like, 
struggling with the fact that you've gained weight and you don't look like yourself for a while. Yeah. And because I feel like I don't look like myself. And even six, seven months later, I'm still kind of struggling sometimes mm-hmm. with uh, the fact that I've gained, like, 40 pounds. Yeah. And that this is the new me forever. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, that's That's definitely challenging to deal with. Um, but, like, I'm making progress and doing better. And, like, mm-hmm. generally, I feel better. But there are there's still struggles. For yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like... Okay, so in, your, in the book, mm-hmm. it said something about, like, the rule of thirds. And, like, a third of the people... Yeah. Oh, I paid attention. Okay. See, I read. Cool. Yeah. Like, a third of the people never get treatment Mm -hmm. at all yeah um a third of the people like get treatment but not really Mm -hmm. fulfill treatment i don't know (laughs) they don't they don't like follow through yeah like it's not yeah and then a third of the people like recover completely Mm -hmm. where so would you say you're you feel like you're in the like that latter third of like i feel like this is i'm good yeah okay yeah, I mean, there are things that I'll probably always struggle with, which mm-hmm. I think I say in the documentary, like, yeah. in, that, in those exact words, but, yeah. Um, yeah, like, in terms of the eating disorder, like, I feel, it's just crazy how much better I am since, mm-hmm. you know, that happened and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would put myself in that, in that last third. Yeah. But that was a really eye-opening thing um, that I learned when I was in treatment. One of the therapists kind of explained that uh, thing that yeah. they call the rule of thirds, and and I was just looking around thinking, like... I want to be in that last third. Yeah. Like, I'm oh, not, yeah. if I'm here, I'm not going to end up in one of the other ones. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to go for it and finish it. Yeah. I mean, I would, in all honesty, I would probably say I'm in that middle group. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, I never went and got treatment. Like, I never went anywhere. Right. I just eventually, <laughs> in all honesty, I started dating my husband. Mm-hmm. And I no longer felt like I had to, like, look a certain way or be a certain way in order mm-hmm. to be wanted by the world. Right. And it changed my perception of what I looked like to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started eating, like, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And gained, like, 60 pounds in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I still tend to have a lot of those tendencies, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, I'm clearly not, I was laughing mm-hmm. in the book when you were talking about like the, I don't remember Morgan, I think her name was or someone who was not mm-hmm. like skinny yeah. and you were like, I don't, not you, but like yeah. Jake was like, that doesn't, she can't possibly have an eating disorder. Like I do, like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. She's not skinny. Right. And I think about that all the time. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't eat, like I don't eat food. Mm-hmm. Most of the time during the day. And I'll Mm -hmm. eat dinner. Yeah. Sometimes it's because I'm busy Mm -hmm. and I forget. Mm -hmm. Other times I think, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go eat. And then I, like, look at the food and I'm like, no, I don't need to eat that. Like, Mm -hmm. there's way too many calories in that. I don't need to eat that. I don't need to eat that. Mm -hmm. Um, As I was, like, (laughs) reading, I was like, I'm hungry. And I went up to the, went to the kitchen, got two cheese sticks and two, like, turkey sausage sticks. Like, little like turkey jerky type stuff yeah and that's what I ate all Mm -hmm. day long Mm -hmm. like that was my meal while I was reading the book and I was sitting there thinking oh my god Amy like you're you're literally reading this book yeah about these people in this treatment center as you're eating two pieces of string cheese Mm -hmm. 
And that's your breakfast and lunch. Right. Until you eat dinner. Mm-hmm. But that's... And then there are times that I'll go out to dinner and I'm like, give me all the food. Like, yeah. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it depends on what mood I'm in and it depends on what I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have really big issues with thinking that I look different than what other people see me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that. Like, I consciously know that what I see in the mirror mm-hmm. is a way bigger disgusting person than what everybody else sees Mm -hmm. but that's what I see and that's what I will always see yeah because I'm not as skinny as I once was Mm -hmm. and I fluctuated like after I had kind I got down to probably 150 Mm -hmm. and I was that was really skinny for me Mm -hmm. for being a grown woman adult at 510 Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that was skinny Mm -hmm. um and so I know like in my adult lifetime that I was skinny Mm -hmm. so then I like I'm like, well, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm fat. Now I'm this huge person. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not... I, I try to tell myself, like, I know you're not really that... Like, the person you see in the mirror is mm-hmm. not what you're actually seeing. Which mm-hmm. was very similar to, like, what I envision. God, mm-hmm. I'm like this little, like... I'm like your little, like, book puppet here. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I feel like Jordan must feel. Because mm-hmm. when she was drawing the picture of herself, she was drawing the picture of her way bigger than what she was. Yeah. And I feel like that she was probably perceiving herself to be mm-hmm. much bigger than what she is in real life. Right. It was a very long, long story to say, do you ever feel like you don't think what you, like, that you feel differently about what you see? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. That's a huge problem for me right okay. now. Um, I mean, not huge in the fact that, like, it's, like, plaguing my life, mm-hmm. but, like, it's a problem. Um, so, like, I don't, I don't take selfies, generally. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to do that, because if I'm gonna, if somebody else takes a picture of me, it's okay. But, like, I don't look right to me. Uh-huh. Um, in a, in a, like, if I use the front-facing camera, yeah. or very rarely will I do that. Um, and, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what I look like, and mm-hmm. I don't believe people, because, I mean, we, like... People are nice, right? They're not going to tell you if you if you are fat. They're not going to tell you. Yeah, you know yeah. that's just how it is. And like, I'm not going to tell somebody they're fat either. Yeah, I know exactly. how people operate. So it yeah, it's difficult, especially like you know, I'm right now I'm in, I'm trying to you know get into dating and stuff mm-hmm. and like just like trusting people and like believing that someone can actually be attracted to you. It's yeah. like wild to me. I'm like yeah. no, like I am like. I look like I I joke all the time like I look good for somebody who's a recovering anorexic and I look okay as a person <laughs> like which you know people feel like oh they do like that sad yeah. laugh just did but um, that's how I feel a lot of the times yeah um, and like I do okay at like I'm not like super depressed about it all the time but it yeah. is something that I'm working through and it's difficult yeah I mean that's like uh, obviously like I'm not super depressed about it all the time you know like it doesn't control my life but it's definitely an issue like Mm -hmm. it's definitely there it will always be there Mm -hmm. and it will always be in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. when I after I have three whiskeys at night and then decide I'm gonna eat an entire plate full of nachos and I eat them and then I'm like oh my god what did I just do Mm -hmm. like that was the worst thing I could have possibly done right and then reality what okay so you ate some nachos like it's fine the world is not gonna end Mm -hmm. but then I won't eat for the next day because I'm like well, I got to make up for the fact that yeah. I made this huge mistake the other night mm-hmm. at midnight and ate a whole plate of nachos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's a plate of nachos. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. But yeah. at that moment, it is. Mm-hmm. But it's always afterwards 
which, like you had mentioned several times in the book, like that he's not a bulimic, not mm-hmm. a bulimic, and yeah. not a bulimic. Yeah. Never could I do that ever. Yeah. But I have the mentality of it. Mm-hmm. Like I have that like binging thing, but mm-hmm. I could never do the purging. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just have the binging and the guilt, mm-hmm. but no way to get rid of the guilt. Right. So then I just had to live with that guilt mm-hmm. until it would go away. Yeah. And then it would happen again because yeah. I would eat again. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this vicious cycle. Yeah. And I mean, it's not obviously like I'm living my life. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I'm, I've got plenty of extra fluff to go around. Like I'm not yeah. dying anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still something I deal with mm-hmm. and it's something I will probably always deal with because I don't think I ever dealt with it the way I should have. Right. At the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm happy now. Whatever. I'm just mm-hmm. going to eat all the food and I'm fine. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily about the food. Mm-hmm. And so I never addressed the issues. I just fixed the food. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just eat. Now I'm fine. Yeah. And it, that's not the way it works, mm-hmm. really. <coughs> that was a very long diatribe that I just went on there. That's good, though. I, I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, I think we're gonna play a game. We gotta lighten up, lighten it up <laughs> yeah. here. It's getting a little heavy. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna play a game. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> all right, we're back. I had to cool off a bit. Again, it's hot in this room, as we all know, because I complain about it week after week after week. Um. Okay, we're gonna play a game. You game? Okay. You yeah. For a game? Of course. Okay. Um, we are going to play a quick little word association game okay. with celebrities. Okay. Because I feel like you've got this. Okay, maybe. Yes. I mean, there was an awful lot of name dropping going on in your book. Yeah, I love all the people that I name dropped. Okay, so book. see, I feel like you should be fine. Okay. <clears throat> so this is a pretty, like, decent long list. Mm-hmm. And some of the names get really bizarre. Okay. But we're going to see what you know. All right? Okay. So I'm just going to say a name, and you're just going to, mm-hmm. like, literally say the first thing that comes to mind. Anything that comes to mind. Yes. Okay. Okay? Yeah. It can be, like, a word. It can be a phrase. Okay. It can be how you feel about that person. It can mm-hmm. be whatever. I okay. don't care. Yeah. All right? Pop quiz, hot shot. Beyonce. Don't like her. I don't like her either. Yeah. What is the obsession with Beyonce? I don't know. I don't even think she's that good. I don't either. Um, Kathy Griffin. Do you know who Kathy Griffin is? I do know who Kathy Griffin is. <laughs> I feel like some of these may be, like, do you know who that I is? I think she tries too hard. Oh, yeah. She does. Madonna. Don't know much about her. That's because she's been out of the limelight since, like, you've been alive. Right. Yeah. I mean, she was, like, the Lady Gaga of, like, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> she's old now. She is old. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Don't like her. Really? She's from, and I'm from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, which is where she's from. So, like, people there love her, but, like, okay. I don't think she's I am obsessed with her, and oh. everyone that does this game says they don't like her, oh, no. and I've decided... <laughs> That you all suck. I'm sorry. I think she could be my best friend. Oh. Anyway, Cher. Do you know who Cher is? I don't know anything about her. She's in Mamma Mia, right? Yeah, she is in Mamma Mia. That's all I know. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. Do you know who that is? I do. He's Iron Man. (laughs) He's cool. Well, I was on a roll of, like, people you don't know. Yeah, he's cool. Okay, so that's what it is. That's all you got is cool. That's your word. I mean, he's Iron Man. Okay, Iron Man. Yeah. The Rock. Uh, I think think he'd be a cool, like, stepdad, maybe. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. Kim Kardashian. I honestly don't know that much about her. I honestly don't care about yeah, her. Yeah, I'm not that interested. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Uh, RuPaul. 
don't know anything about him. I know who he is. Do you know anything about any people? I don't watch Drag Race. I, well, I don't either, but I still know who he is. Yeah. Pink. I you love her. Pink is. Yeah, I love Pink. <laughs> okay, good. We can be friends now. Okay, cool. I like Pink. She's coming to Columbus. I know. Are you going to go? I want to go. Can I go with you? Yeah, Because nobody will go. go with me. Nobody will go with me. <laughs> okay, I don't go. fit like the normal okay, target yeah. demographic well, for that. Well, I don't know that I do either, but... We'll go. It'll okay, let's go. We're going. Okay. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Um, not as attractive as everyone thinks he is. I I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. But given who's usually in all those movies, he's yeah. he's usually hot. Okay, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like if I were to make a list of like the most attractive celebrities, he won't he wouldn't be on that. Yeah, I don't think he'd be on mine either. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll play that game later. Uh. Gwen Stefani. I love her, and I wish I looked like her. Okay, we can be best friends for yes. real now, because that's always, that's that's the one. Like, mm-hmm. that is, it, if you answer wrongly, yeah. you get kicked out of my house. Oh, no. Okay. No, you I'm answered bad. correctly. Yeah. I haven't moved all my Gwen stuff up here, but mm-hmm. I have, well, I have, like, bins in the basement, because I was obsessed with Gwen all yeah. through college, mm-hmm. and wanted to be her. I still do want to be her. Mm-hmm. Me too. I've decided it's just not going to happen for me. <laughs> when I was, like, seven or eight, I was bizarrely obsessed with her. Like, when mm-hmm. Sweet Escape came out, I okay. was like, she is so cool. You know what really makes me sad? What? Is that you just said you were seven or eight <laughs> when Sweet Escape came out. Yeah. And I believe I was married. Yeah. Well. I know, but that's mm-hmm. just, wow. Yeah. Okay, Kanye. Kanye. Not interested at all in anything that he does. See, neither. Yeah, he's so annoying, and he's mm-hmm. even more annoying now with his whole Trump thing. Yeah. Um, Prince, did you know who Prince was? I don't. Before Prince died. No. No. Well, this list was made for a much older okay. uh, probably like person the one who was in here that you've had on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my friend Ashton was twenty-two. Mm-hmm. I think she was probably the youngest. Okay. Uh, Wes would have been 21. Okay. Right there. You're right yeah. there. Yeah. But this list was made for a slightly older, okay. older crowd. Yeah. Um, Zoe Deschanel. Do you know I like her is? a lot. Okay. I love New Girl. I really like her, too. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you when this list was made, because Matt Lauer is on my list. Oof. And I believe it was, like, the week that whole thing yeah. went down, which is why it was on here. Mm-hmm. We're just going to skip over Matt Lauer. Okay. Um... Eminem. Do you know who Eminem is? I do, but I'm not interested in anything Me neither. he's ever done. Do you care about Machine Gun Kelly? I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, good. I don't know. There was some sort of rap battle between Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, yeah. Like, that happened like three weeks ago or something. But it oh. was, interestingly, it was right before the Fallout Boy concert that Alex mm-hmm. and I went to. Mm-hmm. And Machine Gun Kelly opened for Fallout Boy. Okay. And so it was like this big, huge thing because it was mm-hmm. like nationwide news that they were having this rap battle. But I know yeah. nothing about any of it, nor do I care. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Fallout Boy's cool, though. Oh, yeah, that was a fun concert. Yeah, that. You should listen to that that uh, podcast. Okay. All about Fall Out Boy. I don't I'll know what it was called, but uh, I think it was like pickles and punks and something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cardi B. Do you know who Cardi B is? Can I say a quick story about Cardi? Yes, because okay. I don't even know who she is. So I, don't I know, know her name. I don't know much about her, okay. but um, on Tinder, uh, somebody, I have so many Tinder adventures, but somebody mm-hmm. messaged me on Tinder, and it was a really cute guy, and the first thing that he said is, do you like Cardi B? And I responded with the emoji where, like, the girl is shrugging. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. That's and my favorite emoji right now. He unmatched with me, like, immediately. As soon as I said that. And I never talked to him again. 
And, like, I don't That's know... That's weird. I don't know how strong his love for Cardi B is. Well, yeah. But, like... I mean, I that know. was that was quick. Yeah. Like, that was his... That was his deal breaker right yeah. there. <laughs> Didn't even say hi or anything before that. That was the first message that I got from him. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. We should have had a whole Tinder segment, because Tinder confuses the hell out of oh, me. Tinder's wild. Um, <laughs> I'm going to skip some of these, because you're not going to know who these people are. Okay. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah, I know every word to Super Bass, and I'm proud of that. See, I don't know that I really know Nicki Minaj, Yeah, I was going to say Tyra Banks, but you obviously know who Tyra Banks I is, because she's written in your book yeah. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Levine, what are your thoughts on Adam Levine? I like Adam Levine. Oh. There's a character in the book, Aaron Olsen, who I imagine as being Adam we Levine. Can, we can for real be friends now, because okay. yeah. that's another one of my like litmus tests right there, is yeah. how you feel about Adam Levine. Um, yeah, we're gonna quit this game. I'm done okay. with this game. That was stupid. Okay. Well, it wasn't fun. stupid. It was, it was fine. It yeah. was a fine game. Did I play it the right way? Yeah, you played it the right way. You just okay. didn't know who half my people were, because <laughs> I'm old, <laughs> and you're research. not. Yeah. <laughs> I should have had you do research. Yeah. I should have been like, listen, mm-hmm. go research people who were popular, oh, 15 years ago. Yeah. And then come back to me, because mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna talk about. Um, okay, so I have 10 questions that yeah. I ask everyone who mm-hmm. comes on. So we're going to do these now. Okay. The same 10 questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So these are just like random getting to know you questions. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, when people don't like people, when people are ignorant about something, but they like, Speak as if they know what they're talking about. Mm. I just hate that. Like, mm-hmm. like teachers will do that, and I'm like, I don't yeah. know the real. I'm like, I know you have no clue what you're talking about. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> Can I tell you, Kyan yesterday said that he was like, he had a math test or something, and he mm-hmm. was like, I don't know how to do this math problem or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, so go ask your teacher. And he was like, I did. And the teacher said to go ask one of the kids in class because <laughs> she didn't know. I'm wow. like, this is your math teacher. Yeah. So, I mean, she went the exact opposite. Like, yeah. she was just like, I, I flat out don't know. Go yeah. ask another student. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. How is this How is this your teacher? That would be me as a teacher, though. You're right? Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, who would... This is an interesting one. Okay. That I ask this to everyone, but this is very poignant to you. Okay. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, I don't know. So, I want to know who would play you in your actual movie. Yeah. But then I want to know who would play Jake Parker okay. in the incredible Jake Parker movie. Okay. I don't know who would play me. I feel like I'm really weird, and I don't fit into, like, a category, like, Who does fit into a category? I feel like, I mean, a lot of people do, I feel like, but I don't. Okay, fine. Who um, would play Jake Parker? Sean Mendez. Because <laughs> yeah. you already said you, like, Yeah, and the character on, like, the book cover is, like, modeled after him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who would play you. Yeah. I can't come up with anybody, though. Mm-hmm. Only because I don't know young people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like... They're all better looking uh, than me. Can we make it you when you're 35? Because I could come up with characters. What would you come up with for I that? don't know. Okay. But I just... I don't know young people. Yeah. Like, I don't watch things that would have, like, young people in them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. I'm old. I watch mm-hmm. old people shows. Yeah. I watch Jeopardy. That's yeah. what I watch... We watched Jeopardy every night. Oh. It was on right before you got here. I mean. 
It makes me feel smart sometimes because sometimes I know the answers. Yeah. Majority of the time I did not know the answers. And I will say this one. <laughs> this is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were watching and I wasn't paying any attention to what was happening. And mm-hmm. I just was like listening. I think I was cooking dinner or something. So I was hearing the questions and I was shouting mm-hmm. out the answers and I was getting them all right. Mm-hmm. And then it came back from commercial and I realized it was the like child tournament. So these kids were like 10 and 11. Yeah. And I, that's the only reason why I knew the answers, because they were children. Yeah. And it dawned on me that I should have known, because <laughs> I, mean, I don't ever know these. something to be proud of, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that I knew the answers to 10-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Um, shower. Every day. I do, You yeah. clean people. Yeah. How often do you shower? Uh, like once a week. Really? I took a shower today. Okay. That's about it. I really only take a shower when my hair is so dirty that it needs to be washed desperately. Yeah. Okay. But especially now that I have extensions, do you know how long it takes me to do this hair? How long does it take? Like an hour. Okay. Okay, like it took 15 minutes to blow dry. Mm-hmm. And then I had to like actually do something with it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not showering. Okay, you look good. Well, because I just showered today. You still look good <laughs> all the time. Well, thanks. Yeah. I actually had a facial today, so they took all my makeup off and mm-hmm. like picked at my face for an hour. Yeah. And so then I had to throw makeup on real fast before you got here because mm-hmm. I looked scary. Yeah. Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, describe your perfect kiss in three words. Ooh, like this one, one makes everybody do that exact <laughs> face. Like one that's already happened? Or one it doesn't matter. I mean, you could say mm-hmm. under Eiffel Tower if you wanted. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You could say... Someone said not too spitty. That was that okay. was my favorite. <laughs> my favorite three That's a good words. One. Yeah. Was not too spitty. Okay, I'm gonna Shout out to Jesse again. I'm gonna give you three letters. Okay, three letters. PDA. You want it to have PDA? Yeah, I think that's... Oh, okay. I, think that's, I was like, wait, where are we going with this? I think that's nice, especially as a gay person. Like, oh, yeah. For someone to just... And I've had that happen recently. Like, someone who's just mm-hmm. confident enough to, like, kiss you in front of other yeah. people. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like and that. it warms my heart. Yeah. Like, it makes me all giddy. Yeah. When I see, like, a gay couple, like, yeah, kissing really or holding nice. hands or something, I'm like, aww. Somebody kissed me on, like, the second date last week, and I was like, whoa. But, like, it was nice. Yeah. No, I like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's not enough of that, like... I'm always just like, oh, yeah, that's so sweet. Okay, I have to tell this quick little story. Okay. You'll appreciate this. Okay. So Alex and I went to uh, Canada two, mm-hmm. two summers ago, I think. We took a, like, a road trip to Canada. Mm-hmm. And we went to Montreal. And we had this hotel on this street. And the street had been shut down, like, all summer long. They just shut it down and, like, open up, like, patios and bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, like, all these, like balloons like pink balloons that went across the whole street mm-hmm. and so we like went to our hotel and we were like let's go wander up and down the street like this is so cool it's just like this whole village of like people out doing everything mm-hmm. and so we're just out wandering and I noticed like oh there's this cute little like lesbian couple walking and they were so happy and like mm-hmm. hugging and I was like oh they're so cute yeah and then we would walk by like another one and then there was like a like a gay couple over in the corner and then there was like this clearly like a gay strip club of some sort and yeah alex was just like well that's interesting stuff in the window like mm-hmm. not paying any and i'm like wow there's lots of rainbows around like yeah. it just i'm just like oh, this place is so cute i love it like yeah. it's just so like welcoming and everyone can just be themselves mm-hmm. and about two hours into this 
time on the street, mm-hmm. we realized that this place was called Gay Village. Wow. Like, that was literally, like, the village of yeah. the city. And that's mm-hmm. just the way it always is. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, as soon as it dawned on us, then mm-hmm. it was, like, that's all you saw everywhere. Yeah. But it was, like, here I was just thinking it was, like, this super inclusive, <laughs> like, country. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, oh, look, everybody's just so, so... nice. I mean, it is. Canada's way more inclusive than we are here. Mm-hmm. But... They were here because that's where they, like, that's their, like, land to be, like, super inclusive and super happy. And Mm -hmm. it was just funny. Sounds magical. It was. We didn't want to leave. We ended up staying two nights there. Because I was like, I don't want to leave. It's so nice here. I love it here. Um, So go hang out in Gay Village in Montreal. Yeah. Nobody speaks English, but if you can speak French, you'll be fine. Or you can just gesture. That's what we did. Find me a nice French place. Yes, that's all you need to do. Um, What's your guilty pleasure? Um, Little Debbie brownies. Oh, those are so good. Right? Like people the Cosmic tra- brownies? Yes. People trash me for that all the time. I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, they're good. But do you like the, like, the ones with, like, the sprinkle things on Like, yeah. the chocolate chip sprinkle things or the ones with nuts on them? Not the ones with nuts. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. you're good then. Yeah. The, the ones with the sprinkly things. Yeah, the, the yeah. colorful ones. Yeah, the colorful ones. Yeah. They're delicious. Yes. See? I agree with you. Okay. Um, name a movie you've seen ten times, at least. The Wizard of Oz. Really? I, it's my favorite movie. Did you see my face? I'm like, really? Yeah, I know, I literally know every that's word That's before the movie. my time. Yeah, I know, I know every word to the movie. Oh, I'm like, that's so cute. I'm, and like, at home in Kentucky, like, my whole room is Wizard of Oz. It's kind of obsessive and weird. Is that a gay thing? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because I, sh- uh, a friend of mine, I photographed their wedding. Mm-hmm. And their wedding was Wizard of Oz. I mean, I guess I get the rainbow. But, yeah. like, their wedding was Wizard of Oz themed. Yeah, it didn't it's definitely on. a gay thing. I was like, wait, is that a gay thing? Yeah. Oh. I really liked Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah. But cute. I just wasn't expecting that out of you. Yeah. Because that was, like, my mom's era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. Um, what time do you go to bed? Um, 11, usually. So you're like an old man. What time do you go to bed? Like 11. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you were like, stay up super late or something. Or... No, I just mean, like, usually when I have young people on, they're like, I don't know, like, two or three. No. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. My producer, Brendan, is like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I mean, if I'm, like, partying or something, then mm-hmm. I'll stay out till then. But if it's just, like, a random Wednesday night, like... Yeah. Although I will say, two nights ago, we were in bed at 9.15. Wow. <laughs> Friday and... Sunday night, both nights. Hmm. We were exhausted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the last thing you purchased? Ooh, good question. Like, physically the last thing you paid money for. Ooh, I don't spend a lot of money. Um, well, does food count? Sure. Okay, I had Wendy's for dinner, so I bought some Wendy's. Okay, Wendy's, what did you have? Um, I had chicken nuggets and fries and chicken a drink. Nuggets. And I now only have $10 to my name, fun fact, because of that purchase. <laughs> I get paid soon, though, so it's fine. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but not a cheeseburger. Correct. Not a cheeseburger. <laughs> okay, can we, can I tell them that? Yeah, yeah. He has never eaten a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. True like, story. ever. Mm-hmm. There's so many foods I've never had. Okay, but I don't understand how you never had a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Like, even before the whole anorexia thing. Yeah. You never had a cheeseburger? No, like, as a I was, child? I was just so picky. And something about, like, that color of meat, mm-hmm. like beef, like, grossed yeah. me out as a kid. And I just would, like, never had tacos, burritos, anything that looked like that. 
I just avoid it at all costs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, my kid is extremely picky in food. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a cheeseburger until he was probably eight. Okay. And even now, like, he won't. Like, he'll get, like, chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. He won't eat a cheeseburger. I mean, he may, but not really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But he loves tacos. Like, he'll Mm -hmm. eat tacos. Yeah, tacos are cool. Um, But, yeah, that's just so weird to me. Yeah. Like, I mean... My, this leads me into my next question. Okay. Oddly enough, I didn't mean for it to yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Um, you're a very picky eater, so I feel I like know. you're not going to have eaten anything. Picky. Okay, I'll just I'll tell a quick story that's on yes. that line. So I was at a, I'm uh, part, half Mexican, so I have okay. a lot of family in Mexico. I yeah. went to a, a very nice restaurant because my family there has a ton of money, um, and. I asked for, I looked at the menu, couldn't understand any of it. I asked for an English version of the menu, so they brought one out. And one of the things that were on there is like an entree was buttered worms. And that's buttered worms. Yeah, and that's literally what it was. Is but I didn't order it, but like it was and it had like a little description under it and it said something along the lines of like worms like boiled in butter or something bizarre. And like it was just so like blunt that huh. I just I just could not believe that that was on the menu. Buttered worms. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been doing this podcast an awful lot, and I've never heard the term buttered worms. I mean, mm-hmm. you didn't eat them, so it doesn't count anyway. Yeah. But I, I'm i a very I'm a very picky eater, but I'll try anything. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? Yeah. Like, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Most likely, I'm going to choose, like, chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or, like, fettuccine Alfredo or, mm-hmm. like, mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll try anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could try buttered worms. Yeah. That might be taking it too far for me. It seems like a joke. Like, I couldn't believe it. it Yeah. What part of Mexico was this? It's in Guadalajara, which is where I'm from. Hmm. I don't know. They don't serve that in Cabo and Cancun. Those Mm -hmm. are the only places I've been to in Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) The fancy resorts I go to do not serve buttered worms. Mm -hmm. Okay, so strange thing you've eaten. Chicken nuggets. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. That's yeah. not strange. <laughs> um, what is the most used app on your phone? Um, right now, it's Tinder. I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> we really should have had a segment on Tinder. We should have. I don't know what kind of a segment it would be, but mm-hmm. I would have... You know what? So I did this with my friend um, when I went to visit my friend in North Carolina, and mm-hmm. she had Tinder, and I don't know what all the other ones are. Mm-hmm. She had all of them. Yeah. And... Um, I don't get to play on these apps because I've been married for 185 years. Yeah. And we didn't have apps. You just, like, dated the person sitting next to you in class. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You had a much smaller selection. Yeah. It was like, these are the 10 people you see every day in our class, so mm-hmm. you pick one of those to marry. Right. Um, so anyway, I was, we were at a bar and I was like, all right, give me your phone. I want to mm-hmm. play. And so I just played and, like, mm-hmm. swiped all the people for yeah. her to make all the matches for her. Mm-hmm. And some of them ended up, like... They ended up talking for a while afterwards because I know how to choose good ones, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all of them. Apparently, some of them ended up being oh. quite the creepers. Maybe I should, like, consult with you. <laughs> I know. Can you? I, Can you, like, text me? Yeah, let's screenshot. Like, like, how about think? this one? Yeah. How about this one? How mm-hmm. about this one? And for the longest time, I didn't know there were, like, profiles, so I was literally just picking based on faces. Oh, I don't read bios. And, well, yeah. <laughs> and then this girl that we were with was like, well, what does this bio say? And I was like, yeah. is bio? I've just yeah. been picking my faces. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed I'll only to, like, read the bio if I match with them. Yeah. Like, no. Who cares? Mm-hmm. We don't need... We're we're a like instant satisfi- satisfaction yeah. kind of society here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick it based on 
if I think your face is cute right. or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made it way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Tinder. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, so where can the people find you on social media if they like you or they're okay. interested in your story? Or on Tinder, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're between 18 and 27 and you want to find me on Tinder, you're more than welcome to swipe right. Find him on Tinder. Yeah, um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, just about everything at I'm Angela Thomas. So you've got it all. Yeah. And, and it's, it's I'm, Yeah, right? so it's like the letter I, the letter M, yeah. and then Angela Thomas. Yeah. And that's my website URL, too. Okay. So I try to keep it consistent. You are very consistent. Most okay. of mine are pretty consistent. Mine yeah. are mostly all Amy K. Clark, but mm-hmm. Twitter Twitter was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I had some sort of issue, so now I have to be underscore Amy Do you K. Tweet? Clark. Huh? Do you tweet? Um, uh, no. Yes. Okay. Um, I think I followed you on Twitter, but I don't know. If no, I mean, yes, but no. Okay. I I post a lot from Instagram to Twitter. Right. Um, occasionally I'll get bored and I'll get on Twitter and then mm-hmm. I'll start like retweeting stuff. Yeah. Or I'll tweet things, but, mm-hmm. and I'll go through phases. Mm-hmm. Like I did because I had thousands of followers mm-hmm. and then somehow I got hacked somehow and got locked out of my account. Oh, and I went through, like, three weeks of fighting with them, trying to get it back, but I mm-hmm. couldn't get it back, so I had to make a new one. Mm-hmm. So now it's just underscore Amy K. Clark, mm-hmm. and so I have, like, I don't even know, like, 300 followers, if mm-hmm. that, I'm and so I got, like, pissed off, because mm-hmm. I had thousands. Yeah. And I'm like, I worked really hard for those <laughs> yeah. thousands, so now I'm like, whatever, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get on Twitter when I'm bored, or if someone, like, tweets me, then I'll get on, and then I'll end up like scrolling forever yeah but I just don't think about it okay. Instagram is like my go to gotcha I'm on Instagram all the time I love I also don't stories. really post much on Facebook either yeah it's just kind of like from Instagram all my old people friends are on Facebook and they're my yeah. biggest fans yeah, so I have to post there like me <laughs> I'm on Facebook yeah. how many times can you call me old in this podcast you, you've been calling yourself old I know I always call myself old yeah it's okay <laughs> I am old and I feel old especially when I have 20 year olds in my studio. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You're not the fir- Well, you're probably the first 20 year old, but mm-hmm. you're not the first one to be in my studio and make me feel old. How's that? Okay. I feel old on a daily basis. Okay. It's all good. Um, I think that's it. I think okay. we did it. Cool. Did you have fun? Yeah, that was I fun. I had fun. Yeah. Um, so where can they, where, where, can, okay, so people can find you. Yeah. Uh, I'm Angelo Thomas on mm-hmm. everything. Yes. Um, where can they find the book, The Incredible Jake Parker? Okay, you can find it on Amazon. Yes. Um, Barnes & Noble, uh, you can either go to the store and request it, or you can buy it on their website. Buy it on their um, website. Also, some local bookstores in Columbus, for people who are listening that are in Columbus, you can get it at the Book Loft, which is in German Village. Are there still signed copies there? Did you uh, leave signed copies? They're not. Oh. They are copies, but not signed. You should have left signed copies. I should have. We ran out. Oh. Yeah. Mine is signed. It mine is even has little notes and yeah. everything. Like, I, mine's mine's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you can find The Incredible Jake Parker on Amazon or on BarnesandNoble.com mm-hmm. or go ask for it. Mm-hmm. People can order it for you. Yeah. You can find it. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Go get mm-hmm. you one. Yeah. It's an easy read. Mm-hmm. It's a good read. I read it in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the trailer will be... It'll be out November out 1st. Out November 1st. Where yeah. will that be? All over Where, where are you going to post that? Social media. And everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be just everywhere. Gonna blast it everywhere. It'll be on billboards. It'll just know. be blasted yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right. Well, thanks for coming in. I had thanks. fun. Yeah, I learned terrible. a lot more about you. Yeah. We're going to go to the Pink concert. We are. Together. Yeah. Because we're like best buds now. Yeah, for sure. Um, people ask me if I'm your mom, and it's okay. Yeah. I will be the I mom, wish you were my mom racking, <laughs> racking, <laughs> rocking a like plaid miniskirt mm-hmm. at the Pink concert. Yeah. It's all good. Can't wait. Will you be 21 by then? When it, I, I don't know. I'll be close. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. I have a flask. You're close okay. enough. Cool. I'll be close enough. <laughs> All right. I didn't say that. That That's not happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing alcohol with children. Definitely not. Um, all right. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me it. We'll have you come again when something else big happens. Yeah. I don't know. When you're like a big producer, director of a movie. Yeah. A you'll feature be, you'll film. You'll be in my movies. Well, yeah. All of them. Yes. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> You heard it here. I'm going to be in all of them. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We got to go. Uh, check back next week when we chat with another fabulous person. Thanks. Bye. Bye.